Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hi, I'm Eric Engel, here with my beautiful wife, Jolene, for another episode uh, podcast and videocast episode of The Marriage Mentor. What do you have for us today? Today I have a question from a reader about um, whether or not fertility treatments are okay for Christian. So let's, uh, let's listen in. Hi Jolene, my name's Elena from Michigan. Um, I had a question for you about what you feel or how you feel about fertility treatments. I have PCOS and I don't ovulate on my own. I don't have regular menstrual cycles. My husband and I have been trying for a very long time to have children and we have not had any luck at all. Um, I went to a fertility doctor and they told me the only thing that they could do for me is basically... um, hormone therapy or artificial insemination and a big slew of things that we're just really kind of scared about. My husband and I have been talking about it and praying about it. Well, I can't speak for him on that. I've been praying about it. Um, He thinks that if we were to go forward, we'd be playing God. And personally, I don't feel that way. I feel that, you know, God gave us this gift of doctors that can help us and like medicine that could allow us to have children. Um, And I just think that taking him up on that, like, you know, maybe God's plan for us was to struggle to have children so we could appreciate it more. Um, You know, my main goal in life is to live a life that would be pleasing to him and to raise children who are God-fearing and just create this home and our own army for Christ. Um, Let me know what you think. I really appreciate all your help. Thank you so much. Wow. That just hurt me. (laughs) That hurt my heart to hear what they're struggling with. So tell me more about it. Well, I understand when he said that would be like us playing God, because I remember having that exact same viewpoint years ago. Okay. So is it? I don't feel like it is today. Um, And I know your next question is, so what's changed? What has changed? (laughs) Um, I had over a decade of being ill, so not necessarily couldn't have kids, but here's what's interesting. I do have PCOS, and I've had PCOS since our youngest was born, and he's 15, okay? And we're not, we weren't trying to have more babies after our last one. It was, that was it for us, but... Um, I do know what it's like to have a broken body. And in this respect, she has a broken body. Her body's not responding. You know, and I remember searching the scriptures of um, way back when I was looking into childbirth and how it said that God opened the womb because I was looking to close the womb, you know, because I couldn't handle another pregnancy. My body was just breaking down. And I didn't come across anything any, anywhere in scripture where it said that, uh, you know, I couldn't close the womb. So I, I moved forward with, with Western medicine to um, prevent any more kids. And I know that I'm sure there's people out there that's like, that's a sin. Kate, don't email me your stuff because 
we made sure we were okay with the Lord when we made that decision. And obviously that is a personal decision. So in regards to the question here, um, I, I, I think of a few, well, one area in particular in scripture. So I want to kind of bring in some natural medicine, some plant-based medicine, which is God's medicine. God made the plants, therefore it's his medicine. Western medicine uses a form of, of the plant and then puts in synthetics to uh, be able to create the, the medicine so they can mass produce it. So that's a quick little okay, history so, so of refer, medicine. Refer to the verse that you're talking about. Okay, so actually it's a passage. It's in Genesis 30, 14 to 16, and it's between um, Rachel and Leah, the two sisters that are married to Jacob, and um, Rachel can't conceive, and Leah's having a slew of kids, and her son Reuben's off bringing her mandrakes. Well, mandrake is a plant. And it is a, it's known as a love plant because it's, it had stimulating prop properties to it, which helped them, you know, either to enhance their sexual activity or fertility. That part I don't know, but I loved how, you know, the two sisters were just like, don't take my mandrakes because they're trying to conceive. So obviously there's something taking place there in scripture where they wanted to have kids. Um, Rachel's body wasn't producing it and they are taking God's plants to in hopes to conceive. So I kind of see that as an argument for um, fertility treatments, but there is a cost to pay once you go in, and I don't mean a financial cost, but there's a cost to pay once you go down the road of Western medicine and infertility hormone replacement stuff. I mean, that's really uh, altering your body. I, I understand, and that's, that's like an, another episode, right. but, but really this argument is, I mean, the root argument is, do we use medical uh, drugs or medical treatment, or do we just turn it all over to the Lord? And, you know, there are some, there are some people, there are certain cults that say, no medicine, no time, nowhere, okay? I know that uh, it's, it's a Catholic idea that we don't, uh, we don't use any birth control, because God opens and closes the womb. Yeah, that's their viewpoint. Okay. And so people have different takes on this, but, but here's the deal. The Bible does, does uh, enforce or uh, support the use of medicine. I mean, Paul talked about taking a little bit of wine, wine for the stomach's sake. Okay, why? Well, my stomach hurts, the wine will help it. Okay, now if God's, if I don't do anything medically, then Paul wouldn't be saying that. He'd say, look, don't do anything. The Lord will take care of it and, and don't worry about it. But still, we use medicine. And we all do things to make us feel better or worse. I mean, you can take this as far as saying, well, I don't give my kids sugar because they're all hyped up. Well, that's giving them something that alters how they are. Okay? Well, so, and it weakens the immune system. Sure, but, <laughs> okay, so, I mean, you can get real, real yeah. extreme about this, but let's, I want to bring this back to what she's talking about and, and playing God. First of all, I'd have to say that you and your husband need to be on the same page, right. whatever that is, okay? He might be more open to some natural stuff than going into hardcore Western medicine, might hormone be. replacement 
therapy, you know, hearing the passage in Genesis and how they use that love plant to increase their fertility. It's just like, I don't know biblically how you would um, refute that as if it were like, if, as if it's something wrong to in increase your fertility. I, I don't, I believe the Bible supports, uh, supports the idea of medicine for healing sake. I believe well, it does. And Just, I, I see it in that passage that I see it supports medicine for fertility sake. Okay. What the couple has to decide is what path of fertility treatment is best for them. Okay. Because there's a lot of different avenues out there. It's of not just Western medicine. Of course, but here's here's really the root argument. The root argument is, do I go and press forward when it doesn't seem easy? And if it's not easy, then the Lord's not in it. <laughs> I mean, that's really how you can draw right. that conclusion. Right. If the Lord was in it, if the Lord wanted us to have children, so I would- just need to shut down the ministry. Well. <laughs> Because but, if because it's not easy. I understand. <laughs> but if here's the argument. If the Lord wanted me to have children, I wouldn't have to go to fertility treatment. Uh, I just have children. Now, the Lord can do whatever he wants. Okay, but here's the deal. You can have fertility treatments, and that doesn't mean that you're going to have right. a kid. But I, I don't know why I was brought to this passage, but I was brought to Nehemiah, where Nehemiah asked the king, he said, hey, my homeland of my ancestors, he's talking about Jerusalem, the walls busted down and I want to fix it. And the king said, go, go and fix it. Okay. And you might make this argument. Well, you know, the Lord certainly wanted the walls of Jerusalem to be built, right? right? So it would have been easy. All they got to do is show up and just build them. And it's not, but it wasn't easy because their enemies wanted to keep them from doing that. Mm -hmm. So they actually... Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll read it real quick, and and I'm going to tie this in. But uh, it said, Those who carried mater materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. Okay, so here they are doing this work, obviously God-ordained work. Right. But it wasn't easy. They had to fight off the enemy as they were doing that. Okay, so as I bring that back to what we're talking about, uh, you might say, well, you know, we want to be pregnant, so it should be easy. Maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe God is going to use those fertility treatments to bring that child. Now, here's the deal, and I want everyone to understand this, is that there's nothing you can do to change what God wants to do. So if God doesn't want you to have kids, it doesn't matter what you do with fertility treatments or anything else. You ain't having kids. Keep the womb closed. Right. So... So a lot of people think, well, I'm playing God. You can't play God. There's only one who can play God. The job's full. Right. <laughs> the position is already full. Right. Right. So, you know, yes, he allows things. But bottom line is, if he's against you having kids, you're not going to have kids. But uh, the heart motive in, in this reader's question is definitely God honoring. It's to bring God glory. So, you know, the motive, when I hear that, I'm like, the motive's spot on. The motive is to build God's kingdom. And God is for children. God is for procreation. So when I look at all those things, it's like, okay, they all line up to scripture. Okay. Let me let me bring something else up. Let's say that a child was born with a birth defect and their leg went the opposite way, but you could have surgery done and they can now walk. Right. Okay, you're gonna say, hey, God made them that way. We're not touching them. Right. I think every parent, every person would say, hey. 
you can fix that with surgery and they can walk rather than be crippled the rest of their life. Yes, we're going right. to do that. Well, and again, you already mentioned this. You could take it to extremes, but you could, you could have a child who's asthmatic. Do you not give him any medication? You should. You know, now... I, some of my readers know this. They know that I do a lot of natural medicine. I do everything I can to learn about me natural medicine because the body will, um, it, God created the body to be restored and to um, function properly and to have really more of that wholeness in it instead of synthetics. But if I had, a, and I did, we did have an asthmatic child, you know, for many, many years. And um, our kids, when they were young, they were on breathing treatments. I mean, Noah was, what, nine months old? They were little. We used to call it the fish mask. And, you know, this little mama's heart's just like, I don't know. And you're over here, like, they're taking steroids. And we're just thinking, is this the best path for them? And we weren't 100% sure, but yet at the same time, we wanted them to breathe. So we kept them on that path. But then we learned later on some more natural approaches. And, you know, they're now 15 and 17. They don't have any asthma issues because we took a different path. But we had to go through each step thinking, okay, we want the life to be sustained. And in this reader's situation, she, want, she wants life. Right. And, and obviously, like we said before, they, they both need to be in favor of this. <coughs> right. Okay? If right. she pushes through uh, and, and says, we got to do this and he's not for it, then you're wrong. You're wrong because right. you're, you're breaking that relationship. With I wouldn't your husband. take that path. And I know I, I, I had a friend who she had PCOS and um, she did fertility treatments and she they got pregnant. And then the next time I saw her, she was pregnant again. And I'm like, hey, what happened? She's like, I don't know. It just happened. And the next time I saw her, she was pregnant again. And then the next time I saw her, she was pregnant again. And so the Lord just kind of opened up her womb from that point on. And I'm not here to say that that's going to be everyone's situation. I'm not a doctor. I also know the flip side. I know people who used essential oils and they couldn't get pregnant for years. They started using essential oils and then she was pregnant. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I never knew that such a thing could happen. So that's how I learned about essential oils for my hormones and my PCOS. So I think that there are some other avenues, but certainly talk to your husband about, um, would you, if you had, for example, if you had a diabetic child that was, is it type one? Yeah, type one di diabetes, it's not diet related. Would he put her on insulin? Would he save her life? Would he put her on medicine to, to keep her alive? He better. Right. You know, I mean, that's the path that we would take. I mean, if he doesn't, I think he could face criminal charges. <laughs> right. I mean, we know? would take that path to um, keep our family alive. And but again, he's talking about, you know, we don't want to create life. That's God's job. But I believe that there's a case. But that's the deal. No matter what you do, mm -hmm. you can't create life if God doesn't want life. Right. Right. So have the conversation with him. Um, do some research. Um, I know that essential oils are way cheaper than fertility treatments. You might want to start there. You might, as a PCOS person myself, um, change your diet. I know when the one gal, um, she had infertility treatments for the first child. The second child, she changed her diet and she got pregnant mm. like that. So a lot of it is, and that's a tough road, very, very tough road. Um, because you're eliminating carbs and sugars and all the processed stuff that, you know, we would love to eat. But, um, 
that does something to us that creates the PCOS. And your husband might say no to infertility treatments, but he might be completely fine with you just going paleo and low carb. So, so, so we're changing this to the Dr. Jolene show. Hey, no, I'm just giving other resources. <laughs> no, um, don't send me health stuff either. I'm really not a health fanatic. I've just had to deal with health myself. Obviously investigate all the areas yeah. that you can. Yeah. So those are our thoughts on that. I'm Jolene Engel here with my husband, Eric, and we're at JoleneEngel.com.